listeners beware, you're in for a scare. This episode, Troy J. Malcolm in Diary of a Mad Mummy. Okie dokie, so this is, um, hi, (laughs) hello, 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 I'm Jules Daniel and I'm the host of this podcast here today at Pick a Path Podcast. I love Pick a Path Podcast. Yeah, I know. With my guest, uh, Troy J. Malcolm today. Uh, Hello, Troy. Hey, Jules. (laughs) It's so nice of you to come here and host my podcast and let me be a guest. Yeah, you're welcome. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I know, look at look at how far we've gotten. It's it's all the way from the first episode to this episode. It's kind of a cute little full circle moment. Full circle turnaround. Yeah. How the turntables. Season premiere, season finale. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just kind of getting popular and we're finishing it now. Yep. I can I just say I love the cover of this book. <laughs> I'm really excited. I haven't read this one. I've read a lot of Give Yourself Goosebumps, as have you. Yeah. But I've, I've never read this one. Yeah, oh, I devoured books as a child because yeah. I didn't, you know, have a social life. I and finally, we got you into rehab. You stopped <laughs> devouring books and started eating food. Now that I was have, really cool. Now I have friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people didn't like it when I ate paper. <laughs> um, I like that he's got a diary. He does have a diary. It does it... have hieroglyphs on it. It has hieroglyphs and then underneath it's in brackets, my diary in English. So he's yeah. like, he's multilingual. He is. We, Which um, is more than I am. Now I can hear a baboop coming through on the computer. Is that going to come through? What kind of baboop? Like you're being messaged or something. I haven't seen anything pop up. I know, right? But I can hear a boop Like often? It was coming up pretty often. If you haven't heard it, then it's not my phone, right? No. I don't know. I can hear this boop It's not happening at the moment, though. Weird. Tell me if it comes back, I guess. It's happened like twice, but hmm. hopefully, hopefully it's just on the computer and not so what you're saying is there's a mysterious booping noise it's a mysterious booping noise wow <laughs> this is actually the 10th give it just booped it just did it Doo-doop. it's just done it again it sounds like nothing else is open <laughs> <laughs> this is the 10th give yourself goosebumps novel by our good old friend rl stein he's a good friend i love he's him a good friend. i loved we watched very recently <laughs> um uh, him creating a story for children live and, when it happened, it and was like, like it was, it was like years ago. <laughs> a beautiful competition where the winner had his school visited, and they surprised him after a really, really, really long time of waiting to surprise him. <laughs> it was beautiful. It felt like watching an art piece. I was, it was, it was lost media. So I yeah. was so excited to come across it, and then you barely get any of the story at all. It's like all of the coverage around it. I was like, oh, we're getting exclusive R.L. Stein story. It was like, no, here, watch five different programs report on the competition. <laughs> <laughs> then watch everyone wait for R.L. Stein for way too long. Way too long. Oh my God, it makes you hate children. Like, God bless them, but like, there's no quiet. There's no quiet, <laughs> even though R.L. Stein is begging. He's begging for quiet. It doesn't work. And then he tells his novel, he finishes it off, and there's silence. No, no, okay. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't. And in the clip that I watched that was talking about it, it made it seem like everyone was quiet in reaction. They all cheered, it was fine. But it was very weird. No, it there was... was a silence, and then he goes, And that's the, the end. <laughs> yeah. And then there was yeah. applause, but there was a very <laughs> awkward pause. Dead dogs. Don't. Fetch, I believe was. Uh, or, or we'll link fetched. it below. Something it's like, beautiful. It's so Check good. it out to celebrate w- the tenth episode of Pick and Bath <laughs> Podcast. I want it to be a like Larry David episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck, what's this series called? Curb Your Enthusiasm. I want to see right. it as a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode because it had that kind of pacing of awkwardness and <laughs> um, kind of iconic. Okay, very off, beautiful. Off topic, but <laughs> go enjoy and then come back. <laughs> Wait, actually, don't leave. Don't don't leave. Don't go watch it yet. Yeah, because it's... we've got a mummy with goggles and green slime. Oh yeah, we do. So I'm gonna read this, and you're gonna choose the path that we take, and you're gonna have two lives. Yep. Slash chances to succeed. Um, and I'm very dyslexic. So, <laughs> so this is gonna go great. You're gonna be an amazing host, Jules. I'm yeah. really excited to play through this book with you. 
Great. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. I've never been on the receiving end of a pick a path. This is immediately placed somewhere. I feel like that means I gotta do like accents or something. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome. That wasn't an accent. <laughs> that was just my voice. Welcome to San Francisco, Ooh. the tour guide says. Her voice echoes in the marble lobby of the bill. Oh, she was a woman. <laughs> oh, like Wait. that means anything. You heard pick a path. <laughs> Welcome to San Francisco, the tour guide says. Her voice echoes in the marble lobby of the office building. This is the famous pyramid building, the city's most famous skyscraper. When do we get to see the mummy? Your five-year-old sister whines at your side. Oh, great. Five-year-old sister. The worst. The absolute worst. You cringe and squeeze Susie's hand. You have younger siblings. I do. <laughs> this is a direct attack at them It's a direct attack. Quick into it. Yeah, she's not five, but um, I'm going to squeeze her hand. What, any more? Mm. You'd have to assume at a point she was five. Mm, I, well, I, I, yeah, probably. You'd hope. <laughs> You'd think. Uh... You wish you didn't have to drag her around. But taking care of her is always your job on family vacations. Ugh. Oh well, you think. Who cares? This is going to be the best vacation ever. I'm excited. This is going to be the <laughs> best vacation ever, despite you're, five-year-old Susie. You're in San Francisco. Yeah. So there's... I there's all the San Franciscan things to do there. Have... <laughs> so many things to do in San Francisco, um, like pizza or pie. Is is that a San Francisco thing? I don't know. Do they have... I'm um, going to go there and play it anyway. I feel like they're a cable car place. Yeah. That's something that we, sh you know, almost share in common. Common. We do have I, a cable car. I've I, never been on it, but we do have one in Wellington, New Zealand. Wellington used to have cable cars, yeah. and then they took them out, and now we have a terrible bus system that everyone hates. We do have a cable car. We have one cable car that goes up. It's not, though. It's it's technically not a cable oh. car. It's a, it's something else, but um, we call ourselves a cable car place. It's and more like a gondola. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's a specific thing. People remind me frequently that it's not a cable car. Mm. And it is called the cable car, though, and it's on cable car lane. Yeah, this so. is your audio reminder that the cable car on cable car line... Line? Cable <laughs> car, car, car lane. It, it might as well be a Carpal Clark line, Yeah, is you're what right. we're saying. Carpal Clark is my new favourite character. <laughs> He's my dragon character. He's my San Franciscan personality. He's all I need. Um, San Francisco... I don't know what's in San Francisco, really. A bridge, right? Oh! Is... Yes... Yeah, I'm sure they got one. I think there's some superhero that's like San Francisco. Yeah, uh, give us a positive review for this podcast and we might go to San Francisco, <laughs> play pizza or pie on a cable car going across a bridge. But you have been to America. Very, very briefly. Where did you go? I was there for 24 hours. I spent some time in the airport and then went to Universal Studios oh, and yeah. Warner Brothers Studios. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so there's some, some pretty good places Not to go. Ones. Where, when? Uh, twenty twelve. You know, the park. 2011. So yeah. Much. yeah, yeah. 2011, that's, 2012. That's LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's also where I went, so. Twinsies. Woo! Except I went to Disney and Knott's Berry Farm and San Diego the Zoo. Which, okay, here we go. Oh, Here's San the Diego Zoo. There you go. San Diego Zoo has Isn't the... in San Francisco, but it is San Diego. So it's got a San. Well, no, but, but the R.L. Stein Lighthouse is there. Mm. And it's a, a specific... Um, horror attraction that he helped design oh okay cool yeah right and i really wanted to go on it and um i mentioned earlier that i'm dyslexic and mm -hmm. uh my mum kind of put me in charge of finding it on the map oh, and no. i misdirected us because <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> um we're kind of on a tight schedule and so we missed that like that one oh, and my mum no. was like too bad we have to leave now <gasps> sorry so we never got to go on the R. It's my like biggest regret. The end. The end. I picked the wrong path. Yeah, you did. I literally picked. Okay, the wrong well, I path hope I don't miss Stein, out on the so. curfew for the <laughs> mummy of the diary of the mad. Right. I have to assume. Oh, this must be. Oh, <laughs> is is um not at the museum based in San Francisco? I I genuinely couldn't tell I feel you like off the top of my head right now. 
I'm going to pretend that... We've embarrassed ourselves <laughs> enough with our San Francisco facts. Let's finish page one of the book. Oh, fine. <laughs> you and your family are staying in a hotel in downtown San Francisco. You have a view of the whole city from your window. Downtown! Downtown. Including the tall, spindly pyramid building <gasps> just a few blocks away. Of course, the pyramid building yeah. in San Francisco. The skyscraper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and this month, there is a display of ancient Egyptian artifacts in the lobby, including a real mummy. Holy... Heck, I'm so excited for a real mummy. Yeah, it says right here, you can't wait to check it out. Yeah, no step mummies here. I want the mummy, Susie whines again. <sighs> I want my mummy. I want my mummy. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Hold on. I want my mummy. Oh. <laughs> Susie's balls dropped. <laughs> I want my mummy. I want my mummy. Oh. Your older brother did <gasps> chance imitating... Oh, imitating Susie's. Right, so I've got to do a guy doing a little girl voice. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> I want my mummy. I want my mummy. Your older brother, Derek. Was that chance. Susie? Oh, it's Derek, my older brother. He convinced me he was Susie. <laughs> imitating Susie's babyish voice. Yeah. You laugh at Derek's joke. <laughs> Good one, Derek. Then you whisper to Susie. Oh, I get to whisper. We'll see it as soon as that tour group gets out of the way. You peer through the crowd at the mummy in his glass case. <gasps> hey, did the mummy just move? Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I'm spooked. And here's your first choice. Okay. It's turn to page two. Oh, okay. Uh, I choose to go to page two. Excellent. I feel like saying, because everyone choice, does you it. Continue. Yeah, everyone <laughs> does it. Oh, I choose to go to page two. It's like walking into the TARDIS and saying, wow, it's bigger on the inside. Mm, like, mm -hmm. it's expected at this it's point. It's like it's a motif. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's actually a, a, a metaphor. Yeah, well, I want to know what the motive was of R.L. Stein writing so many books to scare children. What is he doing with their fears? Why is he collecting the screams of children? Is he running Monsters oh Incorporated? God. Kind of like Roald Dahl in the BFG, yes. <laughs> collecting dreams. <laughs> like yes. they were both collecting dreams. <laughs> Roald Dahl and the BFG. Um, <laughs> and nightmares. <gasps> Come on. Um, your heart... Uh, your heart starts pounding. It can't be. But you know you just saw the mummy's arm move. Aww. Didn't anyone else see it? You stare hard at the brightly lit display cases in the middle of the lobby. A tour group crowds around the glass, blocking your view. <laughs> Sorry. That's how I felt looking at the Mona Lisa. It took so long. I got into the room. There was 20 minutes of waiting for the other tour group to get out of the way before I could see it and be like, oh, it's so much smaller than I thought it was. And that was my <laughs> that reaction. Was and I was like, huh. <laughs> very pretty, very mm. nice. Mm -hmm. Small. Small. Always showing so big. I guess, you know, back in the day they had smaller canvases <laughs> to work with. That's not true. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. They had to work on a lot of small canvases to do one big picture. Yeah. Yeah. To see the big picture. What do you think about the theory that uh, the Mona Lisa is a self-portrait? Because um, I haven't seen it in person. I... I don't know whether it's a self-portrait because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> it's, was, a, it's a theory that apparently that people thought that it could have been um, Leonardo doing a self-portrait. Hmm. But did he name it Mona Lisa? Was that his drag persona? We are recording this during Pride Month. Oh my god. I mean, he was gay. That's mm -hmm. been proven that he like did like Dick. And had male lovers, <laughs> I believe. I don't know if I'm happy. Pride, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, okay, I, I love that. Everyone um, was bisexual in Rome back then. Yeah, you know, like it, as much as the Catholic Church <laughs> would like you not to believe, they literally hired Michelangelo to paint dicks on the roof. That's so true. I <laughs> there's no heterosexual explanation for that. Happy Pride. Um, <laughs> I hope we get a few dicks in the Sarah Stein book. We won't. <laughs> Mummy dick. <laughs> Uh, a tour guru blocking your view. So you stand on your tiptoes. 
under a pinkish halogen light. Oh. You can see an ancient bandaged mummy lying in a beautiful gold-painted wooden box. Oh, beautiful. It's the first mummy you've ever seen. Did you... Did, I'm just, we're going all over the place with this. Um, did you go to the Tutankhamun exhibit when it came to Wellington? Not in Wellington, oh. no. You went somewhere else. But at the British Museum, like, there was the vast oh. uh, exhibits mummy on mummies and everything else. So it's not quite the first one I've seen RL, but... Uh, it, it, this is that experience. This yeah. is a reimagining of that experience, but a horror. Amazing. Video. I'm just going to delete the 30 other students I was with. And no, instead, they were there. Oh, they're the tour group, or in they're, the way of the Mona Lisa slash mummy. <laughs> they're your siblings. Um, a dead person. <gasps> Something about it gives you the creeps. The tour group moves away, and the lobby clears. Come on, Susie squeals, pulling you towards the mummy case. A strange chill runs up your spine Ooh. as you step closer. Spine tingling. You gaze at the mummy's face and shudder. <laughs> you gaze at the mummy's face. <laughs> See, here we go. There's a representation. I'm going to open a club called The Mummy's Face. And the Mummy's the gaze. gaze. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> Part of... Oh, wait. It is hideous. Oh. Part of its face is still wrapped up, but... Part of it isn't. Oh no. You can see his dried, leathery skin stretched tightly over his shrunken, bony nose. You back away, and your foot bumps into something on the floor. <gasps> I wasn't expecting it to be a male mummy for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, unexpected diversity, but not. Yeah, I, I feel it. like a lot of the mummies that they've found are... Male. Like pharaohs I and hope stuff. this is... I hope this queens. Mummy's name is Richard, so we do get a bit of mummy dick in this book. Terrible. <laughs> you glance down to see what you've kicked. Ah, oh, look! You cry out softly. But no one is listening. The tour group scattered. Susie has let go of your hand. She's pressing her nose to the glass in front of the wooden mummy case. As usual, your 14-year-old brother Derek is acting as if he doesn't know any of you. Okay, so I'm somewhere in between the ages of 5 and 14 during this event. And do you want to place it? You're going to decide how old you uh, are? I am 11 and I've been really depressed for the last like three months because I didn't receive a Hogwarts letter because nobody <laughs> told me that A, Hogwarts wasn't real and B, I'm American in this scenario. <laughs> right, you would have gone to, um, was it Ivalwood or yeah, yeah. Inver something? I don't know, I remember the American. Yeah, I stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all stopped. We all stopped. <laughs> um, but just so you know, at that time, all of those uh, letters from Hogwarts would have been uh, deleted for our generation. That's so true. It's not your fault that you were summoned upon anyway. But this is the best vacay ever, so finally I'm start <laughs> things are starting to look up, except Susie and Derek are going to ruin things for me, I'm sure. Yeah, you're older and younger siblings. You're a middle child. I'm Troy J. Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> that was quite good. <laughs> Played by Frankie Muniz. Oh, choose your own adventure, Frankie Muniz. I love him. <laughs> He's talking to some kids by the door. Your parents examine another display case. Oh, oh my god, your parents are there. Right? I thought my parents weren't there. I assume my mum wasn't at least. Because... They're there, but you have to look after your little sister. They're too busy smooching over by the sarcophagi. True. Which is a guy who hangs out near the sarcophaguses. <laughs> no one notices what you've found on the floor. You pick it up. It's a small clump of folded pages tied together at the edges with dried glass. This, this, this is the diary. <laughs> ah! <laughs> tied together at the edge with dried grass. It looks like some kind of ancient book. When you're trying to think of the word book, that's some strange clump of folded pages. <laughs> it's it's these pages that have been tied to bound together in some kind of book-like fashion. <laughs> the good thing about this book is there's no hard words like cello. <laughs> you open it carefully The pages seem As if they might crumble in your hands 
thought you were giving me a note to read. No, I was just wanting to crumple some pages. Um, but you know when you get a book from an op shop and it looks like it might fall apart at any second? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's kind that. of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, old mm. books smell good. They do. Right. New books smell good too, though. That's true. Middle-aged books don't smell good. Yeah. <laughs> Death to middle-aged books. <laughs> you peer at the squiggly markings on the page. To your surprise, you recognize the words. They're in English. <laughs> were they squiggly markings when you were trying to decipher them? Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> what are those squiggly... Oh, it's English! <laughs> no, I, I assume it's tra- changed from, like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the handwriting is hard to... <laughs> Coming from the mummy's, like, handwriting. Right. The handwriting is hard to read, but finally you figure out what it says. What, was this mummy a doctor? <laughs> This is the first day in my tomb. I am wrapped so tightly that I fear I may never breathe again. The bandages that preserve me are a prison. I am a king, yet they have brought me here, drained me of my blood, and bound me with bandages against my will. Stop! I beg them! (laughs) Do not do this horrible thing! I am not dead! I am alive! Me and my year nine English speech class. I like I like the premise of this that like the, the mummy starts the diary <laughs> when he's dead. It is the it's yeah, the mummy yeah, yeah. of the it's the mummy. It's the diary of the mummy. The mad mummy. Not the diary of the pharaoh. What do you think he's mad about? <laughs> I don't know, maybe having his organs pulled out through his nose. Yeah, right. Maybe being wrapped <laughs> too tightly and put in a Uh, Yeah, I think he's just bound a little bit too tightly, actually. Your mouth drops open as you flip through the ancient pages. Flip, 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 flip. Could this be a diary of some kind? Uh, mummy's diary? What? We're already there, mate. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Written 4,000 years ago, but why isn't it ancient hieroglyphics? How can it be English? This is weird. Yeah, it is. Definitely weird. But somehow, in your heart. (laughs) I am a true believer. (laughs) But somehow, in your heart, Mm. you know the diary is real. Oh, it's genuine. Every word of it. (laughs) You glance around again. No one notices you. (laughs) Maybe you're already I'm invisible. (laughs) You turn, and you're the mummy now. Yeah, let's get invisible. Oh my god, it's like the Invisible Man. And he, there's, they always, I don't even, I haven't read The Invisible Man. I'm calling myself out here. Yeah. Um, But on the covers, he's Mm. always like wrapped in bandages like a mummy so people can see him. So I assume that's a plot point that like he goes into a museum and becomes a mummy. um, Works there half time as like entertainment. And when people try to be like, you're not a mummy, you're just passing a costume. And they pull it off, there's nothing there. (gasps) Spooky. Yeah, I'm scared. That's like Scooby-Doo. Like That's your new R.L. Stein novel. Your new R.L. Stein novel. Bandages don't hide everything. That's pretty good. That's a good tagline. Okay. <laughs> it turns out that the mysterious beeping noise truly was a problem. We've had some technical difficulties and lost about an hour of our audio recording. But I'm going to quickly summarise what happened. Jules, Daniel made a whole bunch of really funny jokes and I reacted to them appropriately. I picked up the mummy's diary, and it was weirdly in English, not ancient hieroglyphics, and it seemed that they were writing it psychically. I took it home, I decided to go back to the museum that night and try and figure out the mysteries of the mummy, and the mummy was gone. I picked up its bandage, it wrapped itself around me, I tried to get it off but couldn't, and ended up, myself, a scary living mummy. I wound up in a sarcophagus, being carried out by two security guards, one named George, and the other one didn't get given a name, so we decided it for them. It all culminated in George making a coin toss that I was about to do myself. But first, here are some infomercials to interlude this technical difficulty. Has this ever happened to you? The Headless Face! Call now! 
Come on down, y'all, to San Francisco. We got baseball, pizza, hot dogs, a museum, San Franciscans, and a bridge. A bridge. We got a bridge. We got a bridge. We got the cable cars. Pizza or pie. Pizza pie. And more. This announcement was brought to you by the International Cable Car Association. I'll ask a question and you say no, okay? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did that make you laugh? Check out Oh, You Made Me Giggle, a comedic interview podcast where Jill's Daniel and Troy J. Malcolm try to make each other giggle. Do children keep coming into your museum and stealing your diary? Yeah. Do you want to stop that? Yeah. Well, of course you do, you silly mummy, you. (laughs) Well, get your hands on this state-of-the-art Mummy Diary 3000. Get now from Girl Toy Company. Subsidiary Boy Toy Company. Combine the hieroglyphs of the ancient Egyptians with the technology of the future in the sci-fi Egyptian combination. Now with telepathy. Does not include batteries. Boy toys, they now make girl toys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're back from the infomercials. Those were some great infomercials. It was, it was pretty fun. Real I think products. I'm gonna buy all of them. Yeah, me too. So you've got a, a coin toss to do. I do. I'm gonna have to get you to film this just so that everybody knows that this is legitimate. That we actually did this. And then you'll edit it into the video when you upload it on YouTube, maybe. That's right. You can watch this on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast platform, then you can watch it on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, hello, watching it on YouTube. We will, like, the audio still exists, so. It does. Uh, in this podcast form, so you can just listen and believe that what we're doing is true. But if you need the proof, you can go and watch the video as well. So I think yes is heads and no is tails. Yeah, I do have a specific coin. Yes, you have a very specific coin that says yes on one side and no on the other. So you reckon yes is heads? Yes is heads and no is tails. Okay. Wait, 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 what is the question? I'm just filming my crotch. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out what the choice is again. It was between George and I believe we decided it was Ben Stiller. Uh, who was in the right and what we were going to do. George wants to make money off of you, and the other guard wants to take you back into the museum. Yeah, so I've got my yes-no coin. So I think what you do is you flip it, and then you do the thing where you put it on the back of your palm. Okay. Oh, I'm so scared. So yes is heads, no is tails. Yeah, and if you fail to flip, then you have to reflip. Oh, no. What kind of flip am I doing? Do do a do a like let it land. I don't know if I can let it land. Oh, okay. Yes. So that was heads. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Sixty-seven. You flip a coin. It comes up heads. Or yes. It would have come up heads. What? Unfortunately, the coin that George flipped was one of those tricky two-sided coins. Oh, of course. Both sides were tails. Oh, that asshole. It didn't have a heads side. Oh, I'm so mad. Of course, that's why he was so eager to flip a coin in the first place. Uh. Which means you're out of luck. Am I dead? If you want to continue reading the story, keep flipping a coin until it comes up tails. Are you serious right now? (laughs) Um, And then you can turn to page 17. Great. Well, great. Well, that's just great, isn't it? So, yeah, just go until you get tails. Oh, we're back on video, are we? we, I've just got to keep going until I get a tails, which is no on my dice. Yeah. Coin. Coin. Oh... I flipped it so perfectly earlier. There you go. I got a tails! Okay, well... Well, there you go. There, Bye. there you go. There you go. Okay, page 17. 
I cannot believe I had to jump back onto a video for that. That's very funny. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> the guard flips a coin and it comes up tails. Wow, weird that. I can't believe it came up tails. That's crazy. Wow. Good. <laughs> George says, I win. Now listen to me. You listen too from inside your mummy case in the trunk. Oh, I'm listening. But you can't hear a thing. Ah, oh, because I don't have ears. <laughs> and a moment later, George slams the trunk shut, and the car takes off. Ah, oh, what does it take off? Whoa, you want to cry as you feel the car zooming up and down the famous San Francisco hills. Hills! They've got hills! Yeah, that's why they have the cable cars oh, going of up and down them. Yeah. Your stomach would be turning right now, if you had one. Oh. The hills are so steep. It feels as if you're on a roller coaster. George drives like a maniac. <laughs> you hear the tires squeal around the corner as he makes sharp turns. Finally, the car slows down and eases to a stop. Where are we, you wonder? Where are we, I wonder? <laughs> you hear a foghorn. Foghorn, like horn. Um, yes, I hear him. You hear him. He's like, boy, I say boy, I say boy. <laughs> and the sound of water lapping at the sides of a pier. You figure you must be near a dock. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doc? You can almost smell the salty air from inside the wooden case. Why would they bring me to a pier, I wonder? You wonder. Then you get a sinking feeling. Oh no, like a literal sinking feeling? Are you in quicksand? Well, no, they've taken me to the pier. I imagine they'd throw me into the water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is quicksand on beaches It's actually like quite common You're right, you're right Suddenly you hear the trunk of the car open Someone's lifting you out Your stiff, mummified body slides forward In the wooden sarcophagus You bump your head Bonk! Ow! You think Hurry up! George whispers loudly The boat is about to leave Help me get this heavy coffin on board on board? You think? I think. Where are they taking me? Bump! Oh. Slam. Oh. <clears throat> Your body crashes against the walls of the money case, slapping first to one side and then the other. Ow. Suddenly, you begin to feel dizzy, lightheaded, strange all over. What's going on? Maybe all the slamming around is getting to me, I think. You think? <laughs> Put it down there. Ooh. Is that deep enough? I should, I should do Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Put it down there. It's too much, right? <laughs> Put it down there. A deep voice suddenly commands, Let's see this living mummy you've told me about. It's a new voice. Oh. Someone you haven't heard before. Oh, so new to me, not new to them. Kabump. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? <laughs> That's what it... Is. Oh, okay. That's the uh, onomatopoeia. Ah, good. Oh, onomatopoeia. That is written in the book. Uh, kabump. The two guards drop the sarcophagus with a heavy thud. Then, someone lifts the lid and peers inside. Light streams in on you. Hey, what's happening to him? The man with the deep voice cries. He smells rotten. Whoa, okay, rude. Um, I mean, you've... I mean, you do. Yeah, I do. But you can't hear that or see that in the video or audio versions of the podcast, Thank so some things should be hidden behind the fourth wall. Thank goodness. Yeah. Scratch and sniff podcasts. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Awful. I mean, clearly, I found magical shimmeriness. It would help the camp candle reviewers. It would. <laughs> Speaking of... Or do you of... think it maybe it wouldn't? Because then if people could smell what they were selling, mm. maybe they wouldn't agree with what they said, and they would be like, your smell is... Wrong. Wrong. Beth messaged me yesterday saying that she has enough candles to start a candle vlog finally. And it was the finally. It was the finally <laughs> that really got me like, how long, Beth, have you been planning a candle vlog? Have you? <laughs> the whole time. She's just been trying to I mean, she does have some very nice and He's got very an extreme good taste in good, candles. Good collection. Mm. Scratch and Sniff podcast with Beth. Oh my god. The three men lean closer and peer into your sarcophagus. Oh my god, they're peering in on me on the pier. Yowza! See, I was doing the right accent. Great. They're basically the same. And my American accent has been perfect this entire time. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Saying. Yowza! 
the other guard yells. He's starting to rot. No, you think. No. You think. But it's true. Your ancient mummified body is turning to mush. Oh, that's the opposite of what I thought, because it said I felt, you know, weird all over and tingly. I assumed I was turning back. No, no. Your face is losing its shape. Your hollow ancient eyes are caving in, leaving huge holes in your face. No wonder you feel so weak. It's the salt air. The man with the deep voice cries. His eyes open in horror as pieces of your body begin to fall away. Oh, no. Without bandages to protect it from fog and salty air, the dried flesh is moulding and breaking down. What should we do with him? George asks, holding... Oh. What should we do with him? George asks, holding his nose. Oh, that was beautiful. I could hear you holding your nose. Yeah, I did. I could see it. <laughs> we should film it. So the audience knows you <laughs> I think. I think... They'll believe it. I think that it was nasally enough to at least give the impression, which is all we really need. Yeah, that's about. true. It's it's not like I have to hold my nose to to pass a challenge to get fed <laughs> in the book for you. Oh, you're right. I'm the narrator here. You're Calm right. down. I'm sorry. Get back in your guest seat. I'm the host <laughs> now. He's no good to us now. The man with the deep voice answers. We've got to get rid of him. No. The other guard insists. Ben Stiller. <laughs> no, I don't know how to do a Ben Stiller voice. No, no, the, you continue doing your guard voice. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Just it's, that them, it's what they would it sound ben like. Stiller. See, like, I'm actually, I'm really good at these accents, but here's the thing. It's my Brendan Fraser and Ben Stiller impressions mm-hmm. of these guards. So you just yeah. have to take it as that Because they're actors. Value. They're playing guards. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't really, you know, they're not San Franciscoan natives, to my knowledge, so. Yeah, sure. They might <laughs> They might be. <laughs> I'm going to just assume that they're so not. So what is Ben Stiller telling us? Um, the other garden says, I say we take him back to the museum. Flip a coin. Oh, are you fucking serious? George declares, that's how we'll decide. Oh no, I think. You think? Not another coin. Not another coin. Which of course means, audio listeners, in the YouTube version, I'm now going to be filmed flipping another coin. (laughs) Um, great. (sighs) Here we are again, once again. Okay. Well, this angle is unusual. But I'm going to have to flip a coin again. Here we go. I never flipped it. I caught it. It got it went out of the shop. Aww. It is pretty. Ugh. Your hands are going a little bit too forward. Sorry. I missed it. It dropped it. <laughs> 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 Just get it this time. Okay. This time. It's a yes. Which is heads. Well, let's hope it's not a double coin. Double-sided coin this time. Yeah, I bet it will be a double-sided coin again. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> That's so funny and He's so stupid. The same thing twice. Oh my god. 35. Okay, we got a head. That was what made us go back last time. The man with the deep voice flips a coin. It's his coin. It's his coin. Okay, the, the deep voice man flipped the coin, not George. It's heads. Yeah, it was. Okay. Take him back to the museum. The man agrees. But do it now. We sail in two minutes. Get him off my ship. Clumsily, the two guards toss the lid back on the sarcophagus and haul you off the ship. (laughs) Oh, wow. Unwanted. An hour later, you arrive at the San Francisco Fine Arts Museum. Ah, yes. I love that place. They hand you over to Marvin Danili the museum director who's in charge of Egyptian collections. What? Oh, so they were meant to be taking me away? Like, that was the last night of the exhibit or something? I assumed these guards stole me. Right, why would you return it back to the... Specifically to the director. Okay, continue. Sure, Mr. Danili, Marvin Danili. What have you done to him? Marvin shouts when he glances in the wooden sarcophagus. My beautiful mummy! He's a mess! I'm not really a mummy. You want to cry. I'm a kid. I'm a real boy. I'm 11 years old. But with your body rotting away. Triggered. You can't. (laughs) Do you want to bring that up? (laughs) No, no, we can continue. (laughs) 
You can't even manage to sit up. Pieces of your old hard flesh fall off in chunks. It makes you weak and dizzy. You lie still in your sarcophagus, too tired to even cry. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there, am I right, ladies? Relatable content. Yeah. Yeah. Get out, Marvin yells at the guard, sending them away. He lifts your rotting body out of the mummy case gently and carefully. Aww. He grabs Romanki. Yeah. He grabs a handful of gauze rolls from a drawer, then he starts wrapping you up again. Yeah. Oh, there's, also oh, like... there's, a, there's a thought for yeah. me. Yes, <laughs> I think. The gauze feels cool and clean against my skin. <laughs> say that. I'm just going off foot now. I'm improving. Oh, man. The gauze feels cool and clean. As soon as the bandages touch your skin, you begin to feel better, more alive. He's saving you. Ah, oh, it's video game rules. He's healing me. He's patching me up. Like Fortnite. <laughs> when you, with bandages. You feel your strength return. You sit up and look Marvin in the eye. He doesn't even flinch. What? It's as if he expected you to be alive. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Maybe this guy's been stiller. Oh my gosh. <coughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh, bless you. Don't fucking react to my sneeze. <laughs> oh. oh my. Don't you undermine me like this on my <laughs> You move your hand, pretending to write something, and he calmly hands you a pencil and paper. Oh, I'm very lovely of him. I'm a kid. You write frantically. The mummy traded places with me and then escaped. He stole my body. You have to help me. I have to get back to my family. Marvin reads the note over your shoulder and sighs. I know. He says, I know. He knows. That's fantastic. You think? Maybe he knows how to change you back into a kid again. I mean, that would be amazing. I really hope he does. Oh, we're going to find out what Marvin knows on page 89. <laughs> I feel like I made this observation in the first book. So considering this is the 10th one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an improvement. A lot of this is more luck-based than choice-based. It has with the coins, yeah. And also, I believe in the one I did in the first one, it gave me choices and then they weren't choices because it made me go the other way, which is what we've had with the... You coin. the coin and then it made you just go back. Hey, I think it's not luck. I think it's skill and I'm making my way through this Give Yourself Goosebumps book without dying because I'm a <laughs> I'm legendary saying, legend at this. There are less choices... <laughs> <laughs> in this choose your own adventure. Are you saying that I'm not winning because I'm a hero? I'm saying you've been railroaded a little bit. Whoa. You've been I railroaded. Feel, but this is the last, this is the end, apparently. Page 89. Is that where I am? Yep. Oh. So this is your first end. Um, thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, please let me know how it happens. Marvin nods towards the corner of the room. For the first time you look around. You're in a huge museum storage room. No! Storage! And there are other mummies too. Not far from you. They're lying on tables in the far corner. The others are always saying the same thing, Marvin explains. Oh. Pretending they have families to get to. I can't leave them alone for a minute. They'd try to escape. Oh. You know, I, uh, I wouldn't be a very good museum director if I let all my mummies go, would I? No, he wouldn't. Um, what's he talking about? Are the other mummies alive too? Is he not going to let you go? You're an important artifact from ancient Egypt, he adds. A major addition to our collection. You'll understand if I have to keep you under lock and key. <laughs> he's carrying you over to a storage locker. A big one in the far corner. He's putting you in it. Wait a minute. You thought he was going to help. You move your hand up and down like mad, pretending to write, hoping he'll give you the pencil and paper again. Don't worry, he adds as he swings the locker shut. You'll get to see your family again someday. We'll send them tickets to the exhibition. The end. Ah, that wasn't a good ending at all. Lol. Yeah, that was a, that was a death. That that was a that was a poopy butthole death ending. Yeah. So I mean, but you have one, you know, one life. Yeah, I get to choose where I go back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Where do you want to go back? Oh, I mean, 132 was when we made our first decision. If you flick there, I can remember what it was. Oh, that was um, either come back tonight or take the elevator. Well, I'm not. I I, I made the correct decision there. I'm not going back on that. Take okay. me to 36. 36. That was my next decision. Oh, you picked up the bandage instead of just running away. Yeah. No, I made the right decision there. <laughs> no, that's the first time you got transformed into a mummy. Come on, that's the obvious one to uh, go back to and change. That was like, how the fuck are you going to stop being a mummy? Take me to 69. Let me remember what choice I got to make you on just 69. Want it, you just want it to be 69. You, There is no, it's going uh, to the next page. Well, then I lied on my bit of paper. I think you just circled it because you like the number 69. Yeah, that's probably true. I can check 33 for you, though. Thank you. That was flipping the coin that sent you back the first the time. One, so you've already... Well... Wait. Yes, yeah. and it does lead to page it 17. Okay, 103. Go back to the hotel or unwrap yourself. And I tried to unwrap myself and then went back to the hotel anyway. That upset me. And then the final choice I got to make was on page 13, and that was just now, that was the n- another coin flip. Coin flip. And we can't just choose We the just other can't one. go back to go do another coin flip. No. You can't just, like, choose the other option either. You'd have to do the coin flip again. So I guess I've got to go back to page 36. Good. <laughs> it's the correct choice in my mind. Yeah, I, I'm Not rebooting. Not to you, but... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm rebooting my life points, and instead of picking up the bandage, I go to pick it up, and I'm like, you know what? That's a bad idea. You're like, you have, a, like, a flash forward, and yeah. you see what could happen, and you make the other choice. This time I say no. <laughs> Yeah. The guard could be making the noise, or it could be the mummy. Either way, you don't want to be found. Hide. Fast. You dash across the lobby and dart behind a pillar. Scrape. 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 <laughs> it sounds as if someone's dragging his feet across the floor. It sounds as if someone is dragging his feet across the floor. No, give him back his feet. <laughs> and whoever it is, is still headed your way. Who could it be? You are halfway to the exit. Which means I'm halfway back. (laughs) Your knees tremble with fear, but you can't help being curious. You have to make a decision. Oh, great. Another decision. I'm great at these. You can either stay to find out who it is or you can leave now and go back to the hotel. So I guess it's either stay at the museum or leave the museum and go home. But leaving the museum sounds like the wrong choice. But if I stay, I'm going to get got by the mummy. To left? You just decided to leave. Yeah. What is the goal for the second round? Do you want to explore more and have fun, or are you going to try and win? I'm not sure what winning would be in this scenario. Not dying. Oh. Like, making it to the end of the book, and that being, like, good ending. Okay, well, in that case, yeah, I think think this time... Are you going to try and make the correct choices, or are you making fun choices? No, I think I think I should run away to the hotel. (laughs) Okay. It is the poof to move, but I have been confirmed <laughs> to be one. <laughs> I can call myself a poofter. You, I'm. Who are you, the poofter police? Yes. Jules Daniel is the poofter police. I am. I'm saying. Uh, I just don't. I'm reading out when you use that kind of language. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. friend, because I really hurt my feelings. Fuck your feelings. I have goosebumps. I'm a goosebump. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here, you decide. Running into a mummy or a guard would probably be bad news. It would. Proven. You race through the revolving door at the front of the lobby. You run down the dark, empty streets towards your hotel. Hey, are those footsteps behind you? You don't look back. You don't want to know if the mummy is behind you. Finally, you reach your hotel room and slip inside with your key. Phew. You think. Safe. Luckily, everyone is still asleep. Your parents' door is closed, so they don't even hear you come in. Nice. The roof, they're fucking. (laughs) Yeah, they're busy. I'm babysitting. They're having their honeymoon. Tea. They brought you to look after the younger children. They're having their honeymoon tea. Mmm, that sounds yum. It does. It's a lovely flavour. I want a honeymoon. Tea. Or like a honeymoon. I want a honeymoon. Take me on a honeymoon. (laughs) We never had a honeymoon. We're married. We never had a honeymoon. (laughs) Where else would we be able to have honeymoon tea? I, I want, like, a honeymoon melon. I feel like that should... I feel like Netflix should pay for the special that is our honeymoon. It's a Netflix special. You're right. Yeah. Um, the room is really a suite. Ah. 
Your parents are sleeping in the bedroom, and you, Derek, and Susie have the living room. Okay, well, like, yeah, yeah. You, sometimes you got to put up with what you've got, you know? They've taken us on holiday. Yeah, they've got all have our own beds. Yeah. covered by, like, making some sacrifices in yeah, other that, areas. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> However, they should try being less poor. A thin... <laughs> <laughs> I have so many instances of being lumped in like group lounges yeah, with people. A thin blade of light streams into the living room from the bathroom. The light is left on for Susie, who snores on the sofa. Derek is stretched out on a cot. You tiptoe past him, heading towards your sleeping bag on the floor. Suddenly, a hand reaches out and grabs your arm. What? The mummy has like followed me into the hotel like we shared the elevator up to the room. I put my key in, I've walked into the room, no. I'm like looking around, he's just watching as well. Okay, here's my prediction for this upcoming page. For for the R.L. Stein book yeah. for this, okay? This is going to be your sibling, mm. either Derek or Susie. Yeah. Is that her name? Yep. Yep, maybe. That is. Um, She's five. Yeah, and he's 14. Mm. We remember I'm stuff. between those ages. You're like 11, maybe. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of them pranking you, and then... I'm going to poop my pants. Yeah, yeah, that's it's going it to be a misdirect. No, 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 oh. and then at the end, the mummy's going to come and get you. Ah, oh, I thought I'd poop my pants, be like, oh no, and run to grab the toilet paper, and it would start wrapping itself around mm. my arm. And then and... it'd be like, and that's a wrap. Yeah. That's fun. Or your parents' door opens, and your mum comes out, and she's a mummy. Oh my gosh. And my dad's also a mummy, and yeah. it's like a wholesome, like... Daddy mummy. Yeah. Yikes. You... <laughs> yikes. <laughs> you should probably do that. A little yikes. Yikes! You jump, stumbling over Derek's cot. When you catch your balance, you spin around. You see your brother grinning at you in the dim light. He's a dim light. What are you doing up? Derek whispers. He lets go of your arm. Where did you go? Shh, you I whisper. whisper. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a, like, a whispered shush. It seems pointless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can Every loudly shush. shush. You can't... You, what's a non-whispered shush? A stage whisper. When you say shush... If you said shush, <laughs> if you said shush like this, I guess that wouldn't be. That's how it's spelled. Like, no, it's not spelled shush. It's spelled shh. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. I you guess we did it loudly. Do. Yeah, but it's still a whisper. It's a stage whisper. Quiet. Yeah. What this should have said, R.L. Stein, is yeah. a quiet shush. <laughs> <laughs> you shush quietly. <laughs> okay, I see the issue here. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Shh, you whisper, pointing at Susie. You don't want him to wake her. True. Then, you tell him all about the mummy and the mummy's diary. I feel like that should have been a choice for me to make, but okay. <laughs> True, again, yeah. lack of choices. Let me see it, Derek demands, sitting it on his cot. He loves this kind of thing. With the what light. kind of thing? Creepy, spooky. He's the one who's begged for this. Oh, for this trip. He's the eldest. I assume you meant sitting on cots. Yes. That too. <laughs> With the light from the bathroom, you can see the diary lying on top of your sleeping bag. You had to bring your sleeping bag along because the hotel couldn't fit another cot in the room. The diary is right where you left it. Except you didn't leave it lying open, did you? You rush over and pick up the ancient book. Someone has just written in the diary and the ink is still wet. What? No. Also, I didn't take the diary with me back to the museum. Thief. I'm scared. True. Who's writing in the diary? Is it my brother? Is this like a double prank? Well, we already know that the mummy psychically does it. Does it. But so. that doesn't mean that it's not an ink. It could still appear in ink. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We already know that yeah. the way that the mummy does it is telepathically. Right. So, so he might not be in the room or close. Yeah. Mm. We just It's just the mummy's had another thought. He's... He's telepathic. Those right. darn kids breaking into the mummy's diary. Whoa, Derek. Is that the page I'm reading? Yeah, but it's you murmur softly. Whoa, Derek. You murmur softly. Something really freaky is going on. Trembling, <laughs> loser. Trembling, you sit beside Derek on the cot. You read the new entry out loud. I have waited 40 centuries for this night. The night when the stars are once again just as they were on the night of my birth. <laughs> the night I can return to life. But now, it is not to be. Why? I was too eager. I tried the spell too soon and the diary has fallen from my hands. I knew it. You whispered to Derek. I knew I saw his arm move. That's when he dropped the diary. You go back to reading. And now, 
My diary has been stolen. My life has been stolen. I must take revenge on the one who steals my magic. Perhaps destroy the thief? Revenge! Destroy! The words are horrible. They jump out at you from the page, a terrifying warning. Derek lets out a low whistle. But how did he write that? He asks. How did he get in here? You remember the words you read earlier. He, he wrote it with his mind. You explain. Derek's eyes widen. But how? A knock at the door cuts him off. Who's there? Who is there? I hope it's my parents. Room service? One, two, nine. Susie did want room service earlier. <gasps> That's true. Good remembering. Yeah, and it hadn't arrived. You clutch Derek's hand. Don't answer it. Could you give that some more urgency? D don't answer it. You whisper. Derek stares at you. But it might be room service. Ah, uh, Derek and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, that's true. He protests. Room service? Now? You glance at- I glance at the clock. Sorry, you're reading this. <laughs> you glance at the clock. It's 1am. Yeah, we ordered food three hours ago, remember? Derek says. Three mm. hours ago? And it- it was- yeah, yeah, and it was late. And then I went to the museum and came back pretty quickly, really, if we don't include my, um- Three hours was a Foreshadowing, yeah. Mm. Well, you just, you just Longer than you there, should have to and wait And then the food. mummy wasn't there, and yeah. then you came back. I got scared. Well, I mean, we In know... In this it, version yeah, of events. <laughs> you went as reckless as last time. But it never came. Maybe that's it now. Or maybe it's the mummy. You argue. Only one way to find out, Derek tells you. He's right. And scared as you are. And I am. You know you have to find out. That's true. Is there a mummy? Is there a living mummy on the other side of the door? Okay. You grumble. Okay. You grumble. A quick peek. Hold on a second. Derek grabs the diary out of your hand and shoves it under his mattress. Nice. Then he nods at you. I nod back. You cross to the door and take a deep breath. You open the door just a crack and peer out. All you can see is a gauzy, bandaged arm. Oh no, what? Are you gonna open the door all the way? Oh. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> oh, that's my choice, yes or no? Yeah. You know what, fuck it, let's open it all the way. If it's being that the direct saying there's a gauzy arm, then it it's, can't, it's be, can't be the thing. You decide to open the door, but your heart is racing. What if it is the mummy, and he knows you took his diary? Will he be mad? Yes. <laughs> right? He said revenge quite distinctly a few times in that letter. In one swift action-packed move, you fling open the door, take a flying leap and karate kick the person standing there. Okay, that wasn't part that of my option. what it told you. <laughs> I guess, you know, instinct took over. Flight or fight, and I was going to fight. Kapow! Yeah. He tumbles halfway across the hallway. Uh-oh. Big mistake. Oh, I'm shocked. What? It, I bet it's not a mummy. With a horrible clatter of plates, glasses, and silverware, a hotel room waiter crashes to oh, the floor. Oh, great. Whimpering, he gazes at you from the floor with a bowl of strawberry ice cream melting on his chest. Pieces of club sandwich decorate his shoulders. A big blob of mayonnaise drips from his ear. Kind of serves him right. Three hours late with our food. Like, he deserves to wear it. I hope they made backups. Otherwise, it's three more hours waiting. What did you do that for? He asks, moaning in pain. Uh, uh. You glance at his right arm. It's wrapped up in bandages. Oops! You say. You gulp. Gulp? Your face turns bright red. Red? I thought you were a mummy. A mummy? The waiter repeats. He shakes his head. Man, this hasn't been my day. First I cut my hand and now this. He moans again. Oh, I think my leg is broken. Oh god, I broke this man's leg with my karate chop. What is going on? Oh, that's definitely my mum. Your mother demands from mm. the bedroom door. It, it was an accident, mum. You splutter. Then you start apologising fast. Sorry, 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 sorry. To your parents, to the waiter, to your parents again, and even to Susie for waking her up. Everyone's mad at you. Oh. Everyone except for one person. Derek. And he can't stop laughing. Fuck, I wrote in my diary, didn't he? Derek is laughing uncontrollably. I got you! He squeals, pointing at you. I got you good. Got me? You stammer. W what do you mean, got me? The mummy, the diary. 
He wipes tears of laughter away from his eyes. I made the whole thing up. What? I brought this diary from home, Derek explains. I made this paper in art class. I knew we were going to see the mummy when we got to San Francisco, so I thought up the diary scam. Then I dropped this in the lobby of the pyramid building by your feet. I knew you'd fall for it, you'd believe anything. Mahum! You complain and try to kick Derek in the shins. Kapow! Break his leg. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um. I'm there gonna is, ask you to oh my open God. the book, close it again, and then open it. Oh my it. God! There is a wait. There is a spelling error. R.L. Stein. Please show us. It says here, but your mum fails to see you. This is this is you. You're with an apostrophe. So that means that's you are. But you are mum. This is a secret message from R.L. Stein. <laughs> you are a mummy now. Oh no! It's it still working. happened. Quickly took a little video to prove that we are mummy. We are mum. But you are mum fails to see you as the victim. <laughs> wow, okay. But your mum fails to see you as the victim that you are. <laughs> I am the mum. <laughs> and the victim. <laughs> After she helps the waiter up and hands him some money, she sends both of you to bed for the whole day. Oh. And since you and Derek share the same hotel room, you can't escape his teasing. Then something occurs to you. What about the mummy? He did escape last night. You were there. You saw the broken glass. I did see broken glass. And one can only assume where there's broken glass, there's an escaped mummy. You'll like this. Oh, okay, I'm ready. It's, um, 96. <gasps> Page 96? Yeah. That's like a 69, but even better, because you get to both face away from one another. This is also your last page. Oh. You've ended the story. This is your last ending. But 96. That is amazing. Kind of iconic. Should I pretend to be shocked? No, I won't. Okay, tell, tell me the bad news. Pretend to be shocked? Now I've found out that it's the end. But Oh, I... don't worry. It's just the last page. This is the end in big bold writing down the bottom. Okay, I'm scared. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Where's he American now? I know, what... I know what you're thinking, Derek says. It's weird that the mummy... Why is he American? I don't know what accent we had. I don't know, I'm just... He should be, like... You're from New Zealand, so... It seems like you're visiting from somewhere else. I'm, that's the he cannon I had. Uh, I think it's because I implied I, I might be British with the Harry Potter thing. Everyone read Harry Potter when we were kids. No, but we specifically talked about how I was upset because I didn't go to Hogwarts. That's why I'm 11, specifically. No, but, but then but, we decided British, you were yeah. in America. Yeah, I know. But you're not British. I'm not British. Yeah, okay. Fine. I, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Derek says, It's weird that the mummy disappeared last night, just like I wrote in the diary. It must be some freaky coincidence. Yeah. You agree <laughs> weekly? I guess so. Weekly? Every week. You're not 100% sure. Still, you feel a lot better knowing that it was all a big joke, even if you do feel dumb. What did you just call me? Dumb. Oh. And a big joke. <laughs> Thank you. At least there isn't any mad mummy after you trying to get revenge. You do a lot of great things for the rest of your vacation, oh my god. Yeah, what are we gonna do? <laughs> you ride the cable car. Oh, amazing, I love cable cars. You ride a cable car, then visit Golden Gate Park. <gasps> Is that near Golden Gate Bridge? It must be. You even take a ferry to Alcatraz. Oh! The island prison. It isn't until you get back home that you finally see the headlines in the paper. FBI nabs mummy nappers, restores 4,000-year-old mummy to San Francisco office building. <laughs> office building? Yeah. Not, it doesn't return it to the museum, returns to office building. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you weren't alone in the pyramid building that night after all. The end. That's why the doors were open. That's why the doors were open. Damn. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. We, we did it. You, you gave yourself goosebumps this time. I did, with help from you. Yeah, I helped. Yeah, thank you for coming and facilitating my spooks. You're welcome. Uh, anytime. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you can facilitate a spook to uh, <laughs> a spooky time to me too at some point. Yeah, okay, I'll bring Again. you back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Not, not right now. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. <laughs> it's like Molly Mason's in the room. Mm. 
I'm just as talented at beatboxing as her, if not more so. I think we all know that I taught Molly Mason everything she knows about beatboxing. And anything you didn't teach her, I taught her. Yeah. So take that, Molly Mason. Take... Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh! Yeah. And dog Okay. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, any any parting thoughts? I don't know. I'm, we did the story. We I, did it. I, we did it. I, I'm real happy with the way it ended. I'm glad the first life was like a true adventure. The first one was like all of the spooky stuff, and then all because you had to go back and redo it, it was kind of like the first one was like the fantastical version of what could have happened yeah. to you, and then the second one was just your brother fucking pranked you. Bro, yeah, he pranked good. me. And like you know, it, it was a good. It was a. It was a romp. It was a romp. A jaunty romp, and I enjoyed it. Like a romper that you wear. Yeah. Outfit. There's been some episodes that I've done the books with the guests, and the books haven't been great. This was a genuinely good book. I think this tenth <laughs> Give Yourself Goosebumps book was done. Spelling quite errors well. aside. Spelling errors aside. Well, I think just good book. I think I think mummies are kind of compelling. It's a little bit of a cheat. They are. People just like mummies. They do. Mummy. 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 All right. Goodbye. Thanks, Jules, Daniel, for hosting. I've been Troy J. Malcolm, the guest. Thank you. Thank you, Troy J. Malcolm, for being a guest. I've been Jules, Daniel, hosting Pick a Path podcast. Thank you. Uh, Listen listen to more. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Spooky, frightful night. <laughs> the monster match. <laughs> and just like that, you've finished listening to season one of Pick a Path podcast. I just want to say a quick thank you to Jules Daniel, Alicia Ward, Beth Marriott, Cassie Torima, Emmy Wilson, Booth the Clown, Wesley Hollis, Molly Mason, Charlie Leeming, and Jules Daniel again for being amazing guests on the podcast and to Jules Daniel, Tom Collins, Emma Maguire and Logan Burrell for their help editing this podcast. See you in season two after a bonus episode. Ooh! Bye. Okay, I really need to pee pee though. A cheeky note from the editor here. Troy would like me to thank Ryan Bedford Evans and Al Pryor who featured in our Halloween and Christmas episodes last year. We sincerely hope to bring you an entire season two within the next three and a half years. Thank you so much for listening to Pick a Path podcast. I've been the editor and this has been Pick a Path. <laughs>